You're listening to CardiCast, a podcast about galleries, libraries, archives and museums, brought to you by New Cardigan, an Australian-based glam community. G'day everybody, welcome to CardiCast. My name's Hugh Rundle and today on the podcast I'm interviewing Archie Dunn, the librarian at the Commons Social Change Library. Here she is. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, my name is Anchi. I live in Nam, in Melbourne. I'm a specialist librarian, and today I'm going to talk to you about the Commons Library. Thanks so much for joining us, Anchi. Tell us about the Commons Library. What is it, and why does it exist? Um, the Commons Library is an online social change library. So we gather the collective wisdom of people engaged in social change to make it available in one accessible, easy place. We came into being because in Australia there was a gap around social change information that was easy to access and especially people who work towards social and ecological justice. They're busy people, often not well resourced and so there was a gap recognised and so this came into being um, after a consultation with what people needed. So um, the Commons is set up and is completely independent an incorporated organisation, uh, charity, um, not-for-profit. And that's so the current form of the Commons started three years ago in 2019. So after a few goes, we seem to have gotten it right now. And we have about a 1,000 visitors a day from Australia and around the world, which is really great. So we keep growing, keep connecting with different organisations around Australia and around the world. And people are finding us really useful. They just can't believe that. It makes we've made it so easy, and that was our aim. Yeah, it is an absolutely fabulous resource. I hadn't actually realised it was uh, yeah that new. Yeah, in our current format, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. And okay, so so how did you get involved? I've been working in specialist libraries for about twenty years, and one of those jobs was working at the Australian Conservation Foundation as their librarian. So through that, I got to know the current Commons Director, Holly Hammond, who's an activist educator. And so she was running the consultation about how to run the Commons. Um, And so we had some good chats about it. And then she brought me on as a consultant once the project took off and asked, could I be in charge of the library side of it, like the setting up a system, the tagging, the cataloging, um, how's it going to work? And so that's how I came on board. And then they got more funding for me to come on board permanently. So that's how I'm looking there today. Fantastic. This is a Glam podcast, so people might be a little interested in your your background before the Commons. And so, people are always fascinated by special libraries. So can oh, you tell yes. us a, a little bit more about <laughs> your, your life in special libraries? Um, well, I did a Bachelor of Arts and I was, I, was, uh, I realised after I finished that, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> how, do, how do you actually make a living? So then I ended up in libraries and for me, I've always been a library lover and it was my safe space as a child and things like that and an avid reader. So I ended up doing a library degree and just volunteering in different libraries and seeing if I really liked it and and I ended up loving it. So my first main job was in a photo library and then I went to Canada and volunteered in different libraries over there like the National Art Gallery and then I was like, wow, this is a great job. You can go and really get involved in different places. So then I came back and I've been working in all sorts of different libraries over the years and because they're specialist libraries, they tend to be part-time jobs. 
So I've had, I often have like three specialist library jobs on the go. So at the moment, I also work at a law library and a government library. So I find that actually all really help each other because you can take knowledge from what you learn from different organisations and build it into your other roles. Yeah, that makes sense. So working at the Australian Conservation Foundation was my longest job, 15 years working there. Um, So that's where I, my love of campaigning and building that knowledge kind of really came from. So it seemed natural to kind of take it on into the, into the Commons Library. So I could see how how much of a struggle it is for organisations and even there are well-funded ones to, you know, access resources. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm interested in this aspect of it being an activist. You know, it's a, it's a library. For, it's, 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 um, I mean, all libraries are, are for use, right, but it seems mm. that there's a particular thing about the Commons that's very much like, you know, this is an activist library. It's for busy people. It's it's all about kind of cutting to the chase and getting people usable information. Would that be yeah, a reasonable like, description? Yes, because <clears throat> you're so busy and everything's maybe sitting in a Google Doc and it depends on who you know that you might get access to the right information or and it, and it's trying to make it more equitable for everybody. Like it's a library, it's a public library for everybody. So it's it's kind of helping everybody get on board, whether you're a new activist or you're like an expert activist just trying to find a particular resource. It's just making it quicker because you have to act quickly often in situations. You can't just spend it. You don't have hours or days or weeks or years to get things together. So the idea is that we curate the information particularly so it's really easily accessible. It's like, Mm. I need something on this, bam. And then if we don't have it, we... um, go about and try and find the right people and develop a resource about it so we're very responsive to movement moments as well like or even like we say COVID so we've come up with a few resources around COVID so how do you run different tactics when you're trying to physically distance so what's been done in Mm. the past yeah okay so I did want to ask you a little more about your what I would call like your librarian work here you've sort of touched on this but um, Uh, hopefully we can go a little bit deeper here so you were brought on as a consultant obviously for your sort of uh, experience around organizing information making it findable Uh, you just mentioned I think you described it as creating new resources which is sort of an interesting concept in itself for a library, you know, there'd be a lot of mm. libraries where where that's not really that's not really resources. what they see as their role. You know, it's like oh no, we collect things. Other people uh, you collect things and might make a list about them, which mm. we which is what we do as well. But but yeah, um, just kind of just sort of you know, if we can just nerd out for a moment about about you know library work, what what does that sort of look like as as the librarian for the Commons um, Library? So I guess if we're using the traditional library terms, like, you know, we do lots of collection development and references and kind of all that, I guess, thinking like I was trying to think how to, like how to fit it into the internet-y world but without using the library terms, I guess, like not to say, <laughs> does that make sense? Not, oh, no, that comes across wrong. Um, so like I would say instead of using subject headings, I we use the word tags. Yeah. So, and like I... I made a tags list based on the library of Congress subject headings, but we amend it for our own needs and perfect. Use yep. the tags we need and the language that um, our users speak. So yeah, I'm constantly figuring out how we we put a particular term or I'll research how people are using a particular word. 
And so like we can be quite flexible, which is really nice and adaptive. So if there's a word that has like two or three terms, I'll kind of put them all together in one line so that if somebody's searching for it, that'll pick it up and then they go, oh, this is another term for that word that we can use. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm kind of use the traditional library ways but kind of be adaptive for our own use. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Does that make I mean, sense? That makes yeah. perfect sense to me. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, 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 I mean, it's that's, nice to be so flexible. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't have to stick to that rule. I'll just do this. That's and what we try it out. is, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know, true. Instead of taking the techniques and saying, well, this doesn't suit my my users. So, you know, yeah. the, the, the people, your, your busy people who don't have time to work out some arcane, you know, why would the Library of Congress be the ones to determine what yeah, that's right. term you use anyway? <laughs> and they're often not progressive enough. <laughs> no, I was about to say, <laughs> half your, your users are you know. be, uh, going up to Congress to uh, protest. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to get go one time, go back into the tags and kind of re-look at them and put some new terms in there. You're sort of doing a, like, let's call it an environmental scan of sort of what's going on in in activist world you're identifying needs you're saying okay there's a need here we don't have enough resources of that type yeah. so you're looking for resources you're classifying them and tagging them to make them findable yeah and we often like look for them in different formats as well because often people say i don't have time to read a report but i'll have time to listen to a podcast over dinner right, right. you know so trying to find videos and podcasts that people can listen to and access information that might help them, you know, go down the path. The, and this is material that's sort of out there in the world that you're linking to, but you also mm, we can, so you we also publish stuff on as on the library website, don't you? Yes. So we have quite like we have particular collections, like we have about twenty five collections with, with particular organisations, and we're finding now that uh, organisations around the world are approaching us and saying, "Can we put our stuff oh. in your library?" Because then they don't have to set up their own website and manage it all. So that's been a really good outcome that people are trusting us and going, "Yeah, can we just put it there?" Because everybody uses you anyway, and then you can do, you know, you've got oh, more that's, resources. That's a real so that's been success. great. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, instead of us going, can we put this in our web? Yeah, right. we're getting. So, so is this things like they would have, uh, this is the thing they would have published as a, as a Google Doc or, or something in the yeah. past and they say, oh, that's. We know that's, we need that's to a make bit flaky. this. flaky. We really yeah. should put this in the library. <laughs> yes. And, and recognising that, you know, sharing the collective wisdom is, is ultimately yeah. going to be better. Um, so this is the magic of digital too, I guess. You can collect it and publish it sort of in the one, you know, all at once. In the one place, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So, and it's, okay, so that sounds like this is, so this is a collaboration, this library. Yes, it is, it is. That's why it's called the commons. Like it's yeah. all the common good. It's, you know, it's not for profit. We're just trying to, we're just... You know, so many more other areas in the world are much more organised and they can act more quickly and, and we need to match that. Like if we're, if we're going to do corporate campaigning or do, you know, you need to have your resources ready and available. And that way even just someone who, who might live, you know, 100 kilometres from anybody, but they can come on and go, oh, I, you know, I didn't know I, this is how I can meet my MP or this is how I write a submission or this is... You know, I could get on the radio. This is how I do a radio interview like, to bring up my issue. Or, yeah. So it's um, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And no, that totally makes sense. 
Oh, I have so many questions for you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which direction do we go? Yeah, I have a, I have a couple of directions I want to go in, but um, yeah. I, I really want to ask you about because you you've sort of mentioned this before, but I also know, uh, you know, and about the colleagues you work with and their interests, and I'm yeah. sort of I'm really interested in this this idea about sort of recording and passing on history and and sort of movement knowledge and heritage. So. Uh, that seems to be really important to the It is really important and people really love the history stuff we put out. So we have a social movement historian librarian called Ian McIntyre. He's a researcher. And so he concentrates on gathering mostly Australian history and um, that, that we put on the commons and his Facebook posts go off. People love sharing his posts and, and they're great for giving ideas to people as well. And, yeah, yeah, so what, why is that important as part of the library's mission? Because often this information isn't documented as well. Like he's written a book and he interviewed a lot of people and if he hadn't captured that information and knowledge, it just wouldn't be out there. It's not. Activist history is often not captured. So he's really great at doing that and capturing those case studies and yeah, he's also like a podcaster. Sorry, he does radio. And so he's great at doing interviews with people and capturing information that way because often people don't get the chance to write it down. Mm. And also, yeah, sharing those tidbits of dates and events that sometimes get missed in history, I guess. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, things that have worked in the past, I, I often see, you know, there, there seems to be a real thing amongst some activists around reminding people about, you know, look, the powers that they want you to forget that this thing ever happened yep. 30 years ago. You know, remember when we won that that battle and they want you to just, you know, think that there's no hope and you should just give up. Yeah. So is that? Yeah, it's very kind of inspiring. It? You're right. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably main, very inspiring. Like the other day I was putting up a new article about a woman called Bessie who stood in front of the bulldozers. I think she was in her 80s to stop the bulldozers taking Kings Park in Perth. And Mm. now you look at Kings Park in Perth and it's like their crowning glory, a tourist attraction. And, you know, she's a hero today, but at the time she wasn't. So when you, you know, you you see a climate, people get annoyed by climate activists on Harbour Bridge or something. It's like, well, they're the heroes of today to me and tomorrow, you know, like Mm. just remember that they're, they're standing for a bigger cause than if you've got to get your kid to soccer or, you know, like, yes, it can be annoying, <laughs> but, you know, it's really, really important. It's important to stand for, you know, making a better mm. world mm. for justice. You're collecting stories. You're publishing information and making it available. You also, I can't remember when this was, I think it was 2020, but correct me if that's wrong. You set up the Reset Reading Group. Yes, I'm sure there's other little little sort of projects like that that I don't know about. But um, why is that part of the library's work, that sort of thing? And maybe you could just describe that a little bit for listeners oh, yes. who don't the, know about it. The Reset Reading Group was essentially like a library book club but online, um, looking at different issues that people wanted to explore. And we invited guest speakers to put together some resources together that book clubs could read or watch some more videos and they could talk about and explore the issues further. And I understand you were you had a research yes, reading yes. group. Yes. Yes. Again, had a little a little group as part of that. <laughs> and how did you find it? Did it? It was good. Look, I, we 
I, I think we're all very um, eager to sort of be part of that. But of course, part of part of the context for that reading group was that, you know, half the country was in COVID lockdown. Well, it was the lockdown. It was something to bring people together yes. as well. So um, I think a lot of us sort of um, did struggle a little bit to sort of be completely 100% committed to, to the reading group with everything else that was going on. Um, yeah, was, well, I still I find people look at those pages still, like new, the New Economy page is a big hit mm. on when I, like I do a lot of looking at Google Analytics and what people like looking at, and that's that's a concept people really keep exploring. So even though the reading group's finished for now, like the, the resources are still useful to yeah. people. Yes, the desire so, for a better way yeah. of living has, yeah, has that's not right. diminished. <laughs> it's probably greater (laughs) (laughs) so that's a nice segue actually to the sort of the second last thing I wanted to ask you about which is um you said you get a thousand hits a day on average so Mm. do you do you have much insight into who's using the library and Uh, and where where they come from and and perhaps what sort of things they're interested in uh yes I can see um a lot of schools use our site I've noticed recently especially the history things like we were talking about before. Uh, you're, you're official now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> a lot of young people are using our site. A lot of people love exploring Bill Moyer's work, which he explains like the four roles of social activism and movements, making it really clear about different roles you can play. Also, yeah, lots of people looking for inspiration. So I noticed our quote pages were doing quite well. So we put some more quote pages together because, yes, as you were saying, people need the inspiration because that's the hard work of being an activist. You can burn out. So some our wellbeing pages do pretty well as well. People looking for hope and how to look after their own wellbeing is an important part of being an activist because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others, can you? So that's really important. What else has been popping up? We've got uh, lots of users in Australia and lots of users in the US are our two main countries of use. Probably not that surprising, really. No. <laughs> well, at the beginning it was like lots of Nigeria, or, you know, like it was all the spamming. But, but now it's shifted and we can see that Australia's users are really And are you, do, you, do you have con- an, uh, US-based content as well or is it or are you? Yes. Uh, is, and, and actually, yeah, I guess that was an... That was another question that's just popped into my head. I mean, I mean, it's you're based in Australia, but is it is the intention to be Australian focused or to be international? No, yeah, or? no, we're Australian focused, definitely, but we kind of have ripple effects around the world. Like being on the internet, anybody can access it. But yeah, we have connections. So we have collections with Power Labs, which is a US organization. And the leading change network, who we actually set up a resource centre for as well because they liked the comments so much. So, wow. yeah, and they're actually international US-based organisations. So, yeah, we keep connecting with different groups and people around the world. But, no, we're definitely Australian-focused. That is our main um, Fantastic. And, look, one last question to uh, leave our listeners with. What does the future hold for the for the common social change Um Lots of different projects keep popping along. So we're doing so many different things. One of the things we're doing starting tonight actually is a volunteer training sessions. For the next, like doing about six sessions. 
and inviting people to come and learn how to write a book review or how to do an interview, how to write a case study. So people can learn how to do that. And then if they feel like it, they can come and contribute to the commons if they like. Another thing we're doing, we're doing some research projects. One of them is looking at organising models and mapping them in Australia and New Zealand. Another project is working with one of our board members on translating academic information into practical information that we can put on our website. So we've done a few articles already. So that's a yeah, because that we're very kind of there's a big disconnect right between mm, mm. yeah. So we're trying to bridge that gap and you know get that work out there. So that's a good project we're going to be working on in the future. Oh, we've got a grant from the State Trustees of Victoria for next year to make our website more accessible and put more accessible resources on there. So making some easy read resources, having some more resources from disability advocates. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's another project we're working on next year. So, yes, there's lots on the go. That sounds amazing. Um, As well as just (laughs) keep building the collection and working with people. Yeah 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 oh that's great we'll pop some links in the show notes for this and but for listeners listening when this goes to air uh check out the recent newsletter where we actually put a link to the activist training sessions in there and they're running right through to august i think is that right yeah all right well we better let you go because you're obviously got a lot (laughs) on your plate so thank it's been you nice so- talking with you yes likewise um thanks for joining us on cardicast and good luck with everything you're doing thank you that was aren't you done from the commons social change library speaking with me hugh rundle to find out more about the commons library you can go to commonslibrary.org Thanks for listening, folks. If you'd like to get in touch with New Cardigan, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook or at our website, newcardigan.org. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember to like and subscribe on your favourite podcatcher. If you want to know more about New Cardigan, check out our website for events, merchandise, news and more. And remember, folks, JFDI. JFDI.